really appreciate your leadership, uh, not just on the pipeline issues, but you know, Canada is such an important partner in so many ways for the U.S. And it's not not that we do more than a, a half a trillion dollars of business across our borders each year. It is uh, you're such a staunch ally in so many of what's uh, the issues that are important for America. The pipeline is a great example of what a perfect no-cost stimulus, you know, to allow these jobs to go forward and to become uh, uh, less energy independent or less dependent on, on the Middle East for oil. So thanks for your leadership. And I know you have to endure every four years the uh, bashing of NAFTA and uh, Canada and Mexico. But truth is, uh, this, that's been a job-creating pact for America. Now we need to do more of it. With your permission, Jim, I'd like to talk about that real quickly, about where we're headed on trade. This is, with 14 million people out of work, we ought to be looking for ways we can create jobs. Uh, and the best way we can do it is to find new customers throughout the world. It's not, as I often say, it's not enough simply buy American. We have to sell American in every corner of this globe. And, and the challenge, obviously, is to get America back on uh, the trade field, back competing to win. And we're determined to do that. Elections have consequences. Republicans in the House um, are going to have a very aggressive trade agenda uh, focused around three goals. First is finding new customers, opening markets and leveling the playing field for our businesses, our farmers, our workers. Secondly, um, trade facilitation, moving goods and services better, cheaper, faster around the world. What we learned from the downturn in global trade was that we then turned as industries to, okay, if, if there isn't more of it, how do we make better profits And what we're doing? What we're learning is too many barriers up. And in fact, America, I think, ranks 20th in the world in, tr in moving goods and services efficiently and, and in a timely manner across borders. There's no reason we ought not be number one on that. That's the second focus for us. And third, resisting protectionism, both here and abroad abroad because we're finding in almost every region, especially in Asia Pacific, seeing a number of very subtle trade barriers going up, not maybe at the national level, but the provincial and the, and the local level that are really causing us problems, our industry's problem in trying to access those markets. And then also we say resist protectionism here and abroad because whenever the U.S. puts in place a Buy American provision that causes problems with their allies, whenever we um, uh, uh, disregard our own contract with Mexico to allow cross-border trucking, we send a signal to the rest of the world that protectionism is fine for them as well. So those will be sort of the, the key goals of the trade subcommittee in the Ways and Means. And Nancy, we miss people like Nancy Johnson on our committee uh, who did such a wonderful job for so many years. We're, we're thankful and fortunate we have Dave Camp as our chairman who's determined on tax reform, on health care, and on trade to be a leader in that area. So as a trade chairman of a subcommittee, I'm fortunate to have a chairman who is deep into this issue and determined uh, to move forward. Uh, our priority, obviously, is passing three pending free trade agreements. You know, it's $10 billion of new sales to Korea, Panama, and Colombia. Korea is a huge market, uh, and not just huge, matches up well against what we sell. Plus, we need to be deeper into that growing, dynamic Asia-Pacific region. We need to be in China's backyard competing. And so a Korea uh, agreement is critical for us. Panama and Colombia. Panama's service uh, economy matches up beautifully with ours. Uh, Colombia, um, frankly, it is absolutely embarrassing. 
that we have not completed this trade agreement. It is a foreign, major foreign relations blunder on the U.S. part. And every day we wait, we're not just, we're just not standing still. Every day we delay, we lose market share in Colombia as, as Canada, uh, the EU, as China, and others move very aggressively into those uh, economies that are most dynamic in Latin America. Uh, we're falling behind in a number of areas. So our focus is going to be on uh, insisting that those three agreements come to the uh, House in the first six months of this year. Uh, I have strongly advised the White House to not send Korea up by itself. Uh, it will destroy any chance of bipartisan work together on these agreements. That's an important agreement for us, but we really, after a number of years we've sat waiting for movement on Panama and Colombia, we need to see that movement now. And my belief is that closing out Panama and Colombia uh, should be an issue of weeks, not months or even the end of the year. Uh, they need to move together because we have other markets we need to open. Trans-Pacific Partnership and the Asian Pacific region is important to us for a number of areas. Uh, that will be, actually, President Obama is really putting a mark on each of the three pending agreements, but the TPP is his first real uh, initiative on his part. I'm anxious to get to that. We're hopeful that they can finish the agreement by the time we host APAC in November if not, to push as hard as we can uh, to move that forward. TPP is an opportunity, not just a, a growing market, but to create a state-of-the-art agreement, very high standards, go beyond the, the, the uh, borders and to, to tear down barriers within those countries, and sort of create a plug-and-play trade agreement where as countries in that region meet those standards, can plug into it, access that market, and, and make it even more meaningful. So we've got some challenges on that agreement. But it's got real importance to us here in the United States. The Doha round, the, the ever-going Doha round, um, you know, we're hopeful uh, at some point it'll come to completion but and, and be meaningful. But we really are at a point where I think there's bipartisan support and concept. But as long as U.S. ag services and manufacturing industry all believe there is enough on the table to really do much, you know, then we're not in a position I think to uh, to close that out. Um, we're going to uh, on the trade subcommittee. You know, we're going to uh, work with the administration to aggressively enforce our rights in, in our existing trade agreements. We're going to push the administration to comply with our obligations with NAFTA, Buy America, and other provisions. Uh, I talked about facilitation, but we have an opportunity. This is a bipartisan issue. We have the opportunity to um, work with Democrats both in a customs reauthorization bill and some other areas to be able, again, to improve our standing uh, as a country and how we move goods and services forward and also work with our trading partners to figure out how we can do that as well. And there's the more we listen to this issue, the more convinced I am, Ralph, that there's some good things we can do, you know, both parties in facilitation and create jobs while we're doing that. We got a lot of um, Unfinished business from last year, the preferences have expired. Uh, the Andean Trade Preferences Act, which is so important to uh, Colombia especially, has, uh, is expiring uh, or has expired. Trade adjustment assistance, uh, as you know, uh, we ran into some problems moving it out of the House floor last week. Uh, it, so that's a challenge. China is always a trade issue. It doesn't matter what state you're in. Uh, House Republicans see China in a different way. In the past few years, 
Uh, we've this Congress has looked at it only through the lens of currency issues, much broader issues in, in China that we are going to work on. Every the barriers from indigenous innovation to to subsidies, directed lending, rare earth materials, on and on and on. A number of, again, pretty subtle trade barriers at the provincial uh, and local levels. Uh, we're going to press China to become uh, a more responsible stakeholder, to live up to their obligations. And we're going to press, we're going to press them on currency, no question about it, but we're also going to press our own administration to resume talks on a bilateral investment treaty because we think we could deal with some of the intellectual IPR and other issues um, uh, in that arena. It was, it was encouraging to see them de-link um, procurement from innovation technology in the recent visit from, the China, from China's president, uh, but we have to follow through to make sure that that goes all the way down to the local level. Final points, Russia obviously um, has a lot of work to do, is, is, uh, is an important market for some maybe less so than a, than a couple of years ago, but uh, still an important market for us. They've got some, we've always encouraged them to, to move into the, the global rules-based trading system. Uh, they've gotten serious the last uh, year and a half. Um, they've still got a lot of work to do uh, before they live up to their obligations, particularly on, on intellectual property rights and on, on ag market access um, at some point. Uh, when they close that out, it'll be coming to a vote in Congress. Uh, again, we are pushing to have our three pending agreements finished before Russia issue gets on the table because uh, as opposed to the other agreements where security issues and others work for us in passing this, I think it's going to be a challenge with Russia. Members of Congress going to have a lot of issues that they bring beyond trade beyond Jackson Vanek uh, into that debate. So uh, there's got a lot, going to be a lot of work to do before we get to that point. So anyway, I'm kind of, I'm kind of encouraged from, you know, we've, we've been off the trade field. We benched ourselves as a country now effectively for four years, more so the last two. Uh, our competitors are moving by us. They didn't, they didn't leave the field. They're still competing and they've cut literally hundreds of trade agreements that, that put us at a severe disadvantage. Uh, we have to uh, get back on that field, compete to win. I'm convinced we can. I like our U.S. Trade uh, Ambassador, Ron Kirk. You know, I see more uh, support growing for these agreements within the cabinet from Secretary Gates and Clinton, from, from Tim Geithner to Gary Locke, the new White House Chief of Staff, Bill Daley. You know, I think um, we need to keep the pressure on uh, for them to move those agreements now. I, th I think this may be one of the areas few areas of bipartisan work we can do together um, in Congress and create jobs and no-cost stimulus literally in trade.